Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Great Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Rich Rebar. One final time this year before we start talking about uh, Israel, Abba Kanata, and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And and Will Levis and uh, Hendon Hooker, uh, we're we're close. We're 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 perilously close to college football prospect season, but we're here. Super Bowl Fifty Seven. I haven't even started yet. Eagles. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm I'm getting there. I, I'm I'm watching some of these guys. I'm I'm uh, I'm putting some takes in the locker, and uh, yeah, man. But we're here. See, like, I mean, I remember not being enthused at all about last year's Super Bowl, just being like, these are just two teams I don't really enjoy watching that much, but I'm I'm pretty pumped for this one. Yeah, man, I think that the general consensus is that, you know, this is the two best teams, the NFL, and we're getting them. It's, well, one, it's, a, it's the first time two number one seeds have played in the Super Bowl since 2017. Uh, also, this is just the fourth time since the NFL went to 32 teams that the Super Bowl spread is lower than three points. It's also just the fourth time we've had two top five offenses in DVOA playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I think there's a lot of excitement to, to look when you look at this game, game from the teams that are here. And then when you get into the nuts and bolts of the matchup, I, I think it's a really fun matchup that should be a good game. Please be good. I mean, I well, we got Mahomes. Who, who is a show in and of himself. We've got Gucci headband, AJ Brown. We've got Hassan Reddick. We've got maybe the best offensive line in football versus. The two best, maybe. Yeah, which is sort of crazy. Yeah, it is. It's really, <laughs> really good. And both of the defensive lines are pretty good. Uh, I mean, I can't say I know a ton about the cornerback play for the Eagles. I know they got, uh, they got some dudes. They got some guys. I, I know that the Chiefs, are are sort of lucky with with uh you know they got they got McDuffie really late. Sneed has played way better than sort of anyone um anticipated. We we thankfully don't have to watch Daniel Sorensen play anymore, which is is kind of my sort of in my head, what I am imagining happening is is AJ Brown and Devonta Smith just sort of terrorize the team. Like when when the Bengals started really going to T. Higgins last or, or two weeks ago, it it just felt like there was nothing. The Chiefs could do about it. That the the touchdown grab on the sideline. Uh, I mean, he just he just too he just too small them. Yeah, that's the too small. The moss, the head top, all of it, man. Uh, but listen, man, uh, the 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 Chiefs defense deserves a lot of credit. You know, the they, they really the, do. They really the, do. 
the final month of the season, they faced like a bunch of bad quarterbacks and heading into the playoffs. I was like, ah, they'll probably be more like what we saw over the course of the season. Right. And they have absolutely shut down the Jaguars and Bengals, both Trevor Lawrence, who was hot and Joe Burrow, who was hot. I mean, think about that chiefs Bengals game. The Bengals got the ball and stopped Patrick Mahomes twice, got the ball back in the fourth quarter, two different times with a chance to take the lead. And they get, they averaged 3.3 yards per play and got 40 total yards on those drives. Like the, the chiefs defense has stepped up in the playoffs big time. Their pass defense, the past six weeks has been phenomenal. I mean, they um, don't, they don't, they could have gotten fucked in that Jaguars game. Had the defense, had the defense not turned it up. They, they, it could have been, it could have been um, curtains for, for the Kansas city chiefs very early in the NFL playoffs and, and Chad Henney, Chad Henney leading the longest yeah. postseason. Chad Henney leading the longest postseason touchdown drive in Chiefs franchise history, which is uh, that's an amazing. That's an amazing. Yeah, I mean, listen, Chad Henney is pr- a pretty good story in the NFL. One, the dude's just made a lot of money being an NFL quarterback for a long, sustained time, and like the in like Chiefs lore, he's pretty significant. You know, he's got two. He's got two. He's got two of the biggest plays of uh, like in terms of like memorable. So like. The like most memorable plays, the Tyreek Hill sting sting play in yep. the Super Bowl, the Patrick Mahomes 14 yard touchdown run against the Tennessee Titans where he's dipsy doing on the sideline. But the 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 fourth down conversion to Tyreek and the third and 15 scramble by yep. Henny to me are are really right up there. Yeah, I mean he and he led that, you know, that that 98 yard drive uh, a couple weeks ago just he he has the, he's had these moments where Chiefs like Chiefs will all the Chiefs will always remember Chad Henney. It's true, it's true, uh, and in the same way that uh, a certain a certain a certain cadre of Eagles fans really loved Gardner Minshew. I wonder how many people or like Freddie Mitchell, right? Like you think like <laughs> Freddie Mitchell is like <laughs> yeah. like Freddie Mitchell never really did shit in his NFL career, but like that fourth and twenty six catch, like he'll always be like it'll always be like a, a huge D- play. David David Tyree, baby. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Chad Henney has a couple of those moments, man. And and the dude's made a bunch of money. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. So I, I mean, and we don't, we don't, you know, we don't have to talk about this game for, for an hour or whatever. We, I mean, we sure, can, sure. we can run through, we can run through some of this stuff. I mean, I, I, as of Thursday, February 9th at uh, 11 23 AM central time have not placed a wager on the spread or the money line of this game. Neither have I, I. It just feels, it just feels like I, there are so many other markets available it just it feels and 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 I think probably the reason I haven't is because I don't think the Chiefs are a very good bet, use of money. Like I don't think that's the the right side to be on. But I don't want to be rooting against the Chiefs on Sunday either. But yeah, I hear that. I think the game is just I, I I I have a lean, but I don't feel like there's a lot of value in the line, right? Like obviously sure. you're betting the Chiefs, you just money, you're money lining them, right? Like you're not taking yeah, that yeah. one and a half. Um, but I, I don't really see like anything that stands out from a game perspective, uh, betting on each team individually. I will say, uh, it is hard to keep ignoring, like, you know, just like I said, every week I bet Eagles first half, the Eagles first half spread. Like, so I'll probably, I've already bet that again. I've also bet the first half over in this game again. Uh, like I said, it's one of these, it's one of the rare Super Bowls where we actually have two season long dynamic offenses playing each other. And it's the two best starting offenses in the NFL. I mean, the Eagles are, Number one in the NFL in points for driving the first half. The Chiefs are second. 
Uh, Eagles have scored uh, on their opening drive, the highest rate in the NFL. So I, I like both team totals in the first half. I like the, the, the over in the first half. Now, the one thing is the Super Bowls are notorious for like starting slow because the game starts at a weird time. There's all this weird pageant. Oh, this, in. this angle. I've actually, I've, I've bet yep. my, my, this is my coping angle for why the chiefs are better positioned to win than the market <laughs> thinks because uh, not all of these guys, but most of these guys have played, played in, have, have played in one or two super bowls. Um, yep. So they're, they're more, they're more used. This is uh this is, I actually stole this talking point from Brady. This is a thing Brady's always talked about is how he, it, he felt it gave him an advantage because he, he played in so many of them and a lot of other guys are, are just not used to it. Yeah. And, and Brady himself is a, is a, he's an alien mindset anyways. <laughs> he was probably, he was probably out there at uh, noon, uh, probably not even noon, like 9am on Super Bowl Sunday. He just dialed in. <laughs> yeah. So what, what do you think like uh, for first quarter for, or, or just like sort of what are you watching for immediately as being like, Oh, if I would have known this before the game, I would have been on, on this side or that side. I think that it really comes down to on the chief side is can they need their two paths to get to this angle, but how can they defend the run? Do they step up and they do they defend the run? Well, because the chiefs pass defense has been on a really strong tear. And like we talked about, even against guys like Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow, they've been awesome in the playoffs, but against the run, like they have not faced a good running team all year. The Raiders are the best running team that they faced the entire season. Uh, the Eagles, even when you remove Jalen Hurts, are number one in EPA per rush against uh, w- with carries to running backs. So this is an all well that test. well that would make sense, right? Because the whole right. thesis is having a really good running quarterback makes your running attack better. Yeah, yeah. and so the so the Chiefs can either their their run defense they face one of the worst run schedules in the NFL, and they're basically mid pack against every run metric to running backs. So either they're going to have to step up. Uh, and play a lot better than they've played all season or the Chiefs offense gets out to a lead right and makes the Eagles have to abandon the run those are like the the two paths but if this is a situation where the Eagles are like in neutral game script the run game I think is like one of the backbreakers here uh, because the Eagles can win it win the Super Bowl with uh, an okay Jalen Hurts performance maybe even a subpar one but like they, they can run because they can run the football with, with Miles Sanders and, you know, Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell, but can the chiefs win this game without Patrick Holmes being excellent? No, no, the chiefs, the chiefs are incapable of winning this game without worst case scenario, a, a top 10 Mahomes game of all time, something like that. Like a, maybe not an a plus, maybe not a, a Picasso like he did in the, you know, like, I don't know, the Houston Texans divisional game in 2019 or something like he, he doesn't have to be, this, it doesn't have to be like his statement game, but if he is limited at all, turning the ball over a little bit, you know, if he, it just, if, if, um, and really he's going to have to extend plays, you know, he's going to have to get outside of the pocket. He's going to have to create a little bit of chaos in in that direction because the Eagles pass rush is so good I I think he probably needs to get it in their head a little bit that if you're constantly collapsing the edge he's going to do something with that right and if if he's not doing that 
I don't know. Cause it's like, what is Justin Watson going to step up and win us a Super Bowl? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always going to come down to with the chiefs of, we know that like Mahomes and Kelsey are going to largely have their counting stats, uh, but who steps up outside of them and an AFC title game may, might have gotten the best game of Marcus Valdez-Scantling's career. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe, come on. <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. Uh, and he stepped up big time. So, I mean, who, who are these ancillary chiefs going to step up? Is it an Isaiah Pacheco? Is it an MVS? Uh, is Tony or Juju, Juju healthy enough to, uh, you know, make up, make a splash player too. It, it's what's always going to come down to with this offense because, the guys surrounding Kelsey are largely just guys. They, I mean, it's, well, everyone is just a guy or even worse than just a guy other than Tony. The t- Tony, I mean, we are, what, Tony got traded in week seven. So we are three and a half months into Kadarius Tony's Kansas City Chiefs career. And, and it's still been nothing but teased. I mean, we, we have not gotten, Kadarius Tony's not played over 50% of the snaps in any game. He's not been a full-time player. He hasn't had 100 yards. Hasn't he has scored a couple times? But it, and and I mean, you do when he's out there, you immediately notice him, right? I mean, immediately you're like, oh, he just is moving at a different speed than Smith Schuster and and fucking Justin Watson and Marcus <laughs> Kemp, you know. Um, but Mizuda always talks about like the reason that Tony gets hurt is because like human bodies aren't supposed to be able to move like his move, moves. And, like, yes. <laughs> I mean, so I, well, are you, are you a member of the, the, uh, the cadre of people who are betting Kadarius Tony for Super Bowl MVP? I I've only Absolutely made, not. yeah, yeah. I figured, I figured <laughs> you probably would. Here's, here's what, my, what's my the path for him to win Super Bowl MVP. Like he has to score a rushing touchdown. It's gotta be, he would have to, he would have more to than be, one. Oh, well, no, I mean, he has to have nine for one ten and a touchdown as a receiver, but he also has to have a touchdown that is uncorrelated to Patrick Mahomes in some way, basically. Right. Basically, he's got to do. He's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, twenty four to seventeen. Twenty four to twenty one. Tony scores the deciding touchdown on like a really cool play, basically. Yeah, I, I'm not there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather, it, like, listen, I've, I've got Mahomes. Mahomes, Mahomes, yeah. and and Tony are the only MVP market wagers I'm making. So I actually bet when the playoffs opened, FanDuel had, you could bet Super Bowl MVP prior while all the teams were live. Sure. I actually bet Jalen Hurts at plus 350. Oh, that's Um, really good. So I'm holding it uh, right now. Uh, Would you hedge and play some Mahomes bet or just ride? Uh, I mean, it would like depend on the size of the wager, right? If you had gotten, if you'd gotten $1,800 down on Mahomes. No, no. Yeah. It, and yeah. it's like, it's like, uh, I mean, it was literally just a gentleman's hundred. Cause I didn't even know if they're going to make the Super Bowl at that point. I, I would, I, I, my general rule of thumb is that the books want you to hedge in that spot. Like, yeah. it, like by and large, the books are wanting, that's why, uh, I don't, you know, you, we, we, you see these crazy, uh, four leg hundred oh, to one same game and, and they offer you a cash out because they don't, they don't want it. They don't want to. They don't want to take on the risk, and they want to get you uh, at a way worse price. So, I, I, in my my general my general thing is uh, is don't, uh, don't don't hedge, don't cash out unless it's like life changing money. Um, no, it's not. It's just literally was a, a gentleman's bet out there. Like I'll throw this in there. Okay. So what are uh, what are some of the uh, the Reeb special plays here? Because you're dude, you're in it. You're you're firing. I'm I'm driving to Illinois 
uh, Saturday afternoon. I've got, <laughs> I've got, so I've got some stuff, uh, some stuff bet already, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna drive over to Illinois and fire, uh, and, and, cause I, I think by Saturday there'll be some promos up too. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire a ton. You know, I was just talking to uh, Warren, I call it this the other day, and, you know, I was pulling in from all the different places I have bets, you know, MGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, we have our local casino here, Bet Jack, and uh, I was aggregating all the bets I'd made, and man, like, I have probably an uncomfortable amount uh, tied into Miles Sanders uh, in his performance. I've been, uh, I've been hearing, I've been hearing that one a lot, Miles Sanders overs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I don't feel good about the amount I have because it's a running back, right? Like, you know, you can get hurt, like you can get scripted out of the game, especially the guy. Or, or, passes. or just not play well, right. Did just not, not yeah. just, just get unlucky with the, like, cause, and that's the thing with running backs too, is if, if they just are not doing that well on their first eight carries, you know, and it's like coaches even know better, but they can't help themselves. They're like, let's see what Boston Scott has in the tank, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, that's the thing when you look at Sanders, like a lot of the Eagles stuff isn't priced properly because of the, their lines haven't been set well because of just of the, how catty the game well their stuff. game trips. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look, look, Jalen Hurts has thrown 22 passes this entire <laughs> NFL season trailing in the second half. <laughs> 22. <laughs> trailing in the second half of I mean I I assume that's got to be an all-time anomaly right like pretty close I mean it, it I would have to I uh, have to look look back and see like and compare it to like you know other guys that have played as much as Hertz has but it's it is absolutely like you know pretty bonkers to think about he averages 12.8 dropbacks per game in the second half of the season <laughs> like it's 32nd in the NFL only Marcus Mariota was lower uh, then Jalen hurts in the second half. But I mean, so a lot of this like Eagle stuff, like isn't factored in because like their seasonal average and stuff like they just haven't played a lot of full games, like in neutral script. Uh, I think Sanders's line is too low. I talk about the chiefs running stuff uh, uh, like the run defense hasn't been really challenged. So I am on a lot of stuff too. Devonte Smith too. And people came around on this. It took like six or seven days, but his stuff's all gotten hammered like recently in the last 24 hours. Cause people have gotten to it. But like no no team plays two high safeties more than the Chiefs do in the NFL. They're number one by a long shot. Uh, they've played over forty percent of their snaps have been in two high coverage in every game but one this season. Uh, and Devontae Smith has gone over eighty receiving yards in every single game against uh, teams that have played two high safeties forty percent or more. He's gone over hundred yards in every, every game but one. Um, the Chiefs inherently too, like you talked about T Higgins, like they're just worse on the perimeter too against perimeter wide receivers. So the Devontae Smith stuff, I've been, I was invested in early. So uh, that stuff's kind of, you have to scrounge around for some good stuff now, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely on Devontae Smith stuff. Well, I'm over on both AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Um, uh, I think it was 71 and a half for AJ Brown, 68 and a half for Devonta Smith is what I got them at. But I mean, to me, that is, is the path to the Eagles crushing is they're just like, we have these two, uh, you know, superheroes basically who play wide receiver for us. And, and you're right. I mean, the chiefs defense, they do need to get their flowers. Uh, what I, one thing I am curious to see is, you know, Steve Spagnuolo is so aggressive with these defensive back blitzes, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious how that interfaces with, uh, you know, these great wide receivers, like are, do, are they bringing Quez Watkins off the field for Jack Stoll? Or are they saying, let's see if we can get a classic, 
Quez Watkins uncovered 40 yards down the field for the, uh, for the waltz in touchdown type thing. Like, I think that's sort of interesting. Yeah. And if you like want to dig into like that stuff further uh, uh, on the website, Dan Pizzuta did a, a free preview. It's open to everybody. And he talked about like kind of Jalen Hurts' struggles with like a bunch of graphs and data and stuff like that. Yeah. How much, you know, the Chiefs are, are used like a DBs, the blitz, how Jalen Hurts has done against those. And the um, it, it is worse, but you can get under the hood there uh, and check out his article for sure. But I think Spags is going to play a little aggressively here. I, I, I think, kind of I avenue, think they're right. I think that I think you're totally right. I think the way you 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 go into this game saying, I mean, how many times you you'll actually 100 percent have this? How many times in Patrick Mahomes' career have they been the money line dog? Like five times, maybe. This is the ninth time in his ninth. This will be his 94th start. This is the ninth time the Chiefs are an underdog with Patrick Mahomes. First time in the playoffs. So, so 10, roughly 10, approximate eight, nine, 10% of the time they're, they're underdogs. Um, my, my guess would be that you at, and, and, and I think they're internalizing that inside the room is they're like, we got nothing to fucking lose here. You know, it's like, what are, what, what are we going to do? We're going to let Jalen Hurts just dice us up. We're going to let Miles Sanders. No, like, let's, let's get after him. Cause I mean, you know, Jalen Hurts is, well, he's not, he's not that young. Cause he was in college for a while, but you know, first Super Bowl start, uh, only his second time uh, in experience in the playoffs. Like it, it's, it, this is like, uh, it, you know, Belichick, if this was Patriots Eagles, people would be talking about, you know, all the stuff Belichick would do to confuse the right. young quarterback or whatever, you know? And, uh, I actually saw a great, or I didn't read the whole thing on that's on me, but I saw a great article this morning, uh, about Steve Spagnuolo about ba- basically the, some, you know, chiefs fans have just always shit on him because the defenses have not been very good in the Mahomes era but he really does do a pretty good job with the resources the team spends on the defense. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt a guy that's been uh, in his position for as long as he has in the NFL and has pelts on his wall uh, right. is a bad, is bad at his job. Right. Like <laughs> by any means. Um, and like I said, they've been on a heater too. Um, yeah. And you would think like, cause the, what makes the Eagles so damn good is like, they're so is when they can just be versatile, right. When they can be multiple, where they can get the QB run games going, the RPO games going, and they're able to mix that in. That's why they're so good in the first half of the games, right? Because everything's on the table for them to do. You have to defend everything against the Eagles to open the game. But if you can get them in in a hole, which not really anyone has this year, like you force them to be one-dimensional, that's when you can start to see some of like maybe um, the chinks in the armor, right? That Jalen Hurts may have as like the stage of development of where he is as a passer, right? And the growth he still has to to develop uh, on this path. And he's only, he's, and Jalen Hurts is the guy that's gotten better every he's, year he's played. Every, every year he's played the the position. Yes. yes. It's gotten yeah. better. But he still has, he still has plenty of growth to go too. So I don't think the Chiefs are going to really come out and like sit on their heels, right? And say like, we're going to let them kind of do what they want early. They're going to try to dictate early, I think, and say like, all right, let's make some, make some things happen uh, and see if we can't get out to an early lead and make, make the Eagles have to come out of this uh, versatile offense that is obviously what is the catalyst for all of their success and Jalen Hurts' success um, for sure. I mean, that, that would be, that would be um, every, everyone who wants the Chiefs to win is that, that is what they're, you know, just somehow the Eagles don't score on their first drive, right? So Eagles were the best team in the NFL on, on first drive. Somehow the Eagles don't score and get a field goal. The Chiefs get a quick touchdown on their scripted drives. And then, 
you know, Miles Sanders fumbles or they muff the kick or something. And then all of a sudden it's 14 to three and you're like, uh, you know, it's like, well, okay, Jalen, this is going to the biggest test of your life. Like, let's see, let's see what happens. And, and look, man, a lot of people have counted Jalen hurts out and, and lost that bet. Right. I mean, like what, when he was selected with the 56 overall pick, how many people thought it was good? Like they lost their mind. People lost yeah. their mind. It was insane. Yeah. It was so and now, and it's funny. Cause like, you know, you think about like what we know in the NFL is obviously very fluid and where Carson Wentz is now. Right. <laughs> I know it is funny. On the other end. Listen, I've openly said, and it, and it hurts that this is this take. It comes at the expense of Patrick Mahomes, who I absolutely will be thrilled for me is a win-win Super Bowl because whatever narrative wins is, is great. Like Patrick Mahomes adding another, uh, you know, notch on his resume, uh, which is looking like he could be potentially the greatest quarterback maybe ever uh, is awesome. And then also like if the Eagles win, like I only want the archetype that Jalen Hurts is to win a Super Bowl because I want it to die. I want the the narrative to die that you can't win with a Cam Newton. You can't it's gonna be Lamar Jackson. It's it's gonna be incredible. The if 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 Hurts or Lamar ever wins uh, a Super Bowl, I mean the 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 sort of you know the the media talking head types. It's like I don't. They just are gonna lose a whole. They're gonna lose a whole talking point, right? That I mean, how much how yes. much has Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts? And, and, uh, you know, Malik Willis types, like these guys can't, well, Malik Willis is not the same thing, but, uh, <laughs> you know, these, these, these rushing, these guys who run for 800 yards a year can't win Super Bowls. It's like, that was, uh, that's been a talking point for a long time. Yeah. And I mean, until one of these guys wins, uh, you know, Cam was there a few years ago and, and lost to like the ghost of Peyton Manning, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's going to continue being there. Listen, if the Eagles lose this game, it, I guarantee you we come in on Monday and and someone is going to have the the yarn of ball and say, hey, they haven't had to pay Jalen Hurts' extension. We've got all these draft picks. Like, can, is he really the guy, right? Oh, it's, God. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to totally I'm I'm already – I'm seeing that. I'm seeing in the, the dark web corners of the internet, I'm seeing that about Joe Burrow. I saw a couple – I saw a couple yeah, – I, I saw a couple – well, are, 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 are the Bengals sure they should pay Joe Burrow all this money takes? Jesus Christ. And, the, and if Mahomes loses – it's going to be, well, now he's lost more Super Bowls than he, he's He's won. a choker. Mahomes is a choker. He's a, he's a regular season stat patter. He's, he's Matt Stafford. Oh, wait, Matt Stafford has a Super Bowl. So it's, 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 it's Patrick Mahomes, and Matt Stafford are the same guy. I mean, the, 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 the terrible, the terribleness of angles people will take is ludicrous instead of the celebration angle. We'll just, we'll <laughs> just wait until, I mean, so let's say, let's say Mahomes, let's say they lose this one to, to, the Eagles and because the AFC is a fucking cage match Mahomes doesn't make another Super Bowl for like three or four more years and he's 30 with like probably three or four MVPs and one Super Bowl the he's he's fancy he's you know he, he's fancy Dan Marino or 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 uh, people were taking shots at Patrick Mahomes two weeks ago for making five straight AFC title games yes yes that was, <laughs> I saw that tweet going around it was it was is, is he a, is he a choker for for not winning more Super Bowls when the he's been in so The most insane thing ever. The most insane thing ever. Uh, it just it's crazy. The internet well, kind of, uh, knows no bounds. Well, it's kind of funny we're we're having this discussion right now because LeBron, forty eight hours ago, just broke the yep. all time scoring record, and it and and to me, every LeBron is so amazing because he's been around for so long. His career has exemplified every single form of bad internet take. 
there's been yes. every every bad internet take and every formulation it's all centered on lebron at at some point and and it's to me the the running quarterback stuff is so similar to the oh lebron will never win uh because he can't he can't score in the post or whatever that that used to be that it reminds to be me of uh, it reminds me of pre Giannis right like when Giannis got his ring people were like well you can't win a ring with a dude like if your best player can't shoot yeah yeah you can't you can't uh the Chiefs the Chiefs well I mean this was a take this was a take a month ago in the playoffs were starting is people were saying the Chiefs couldn't win a Super Bowl because they can't run the ball you know they were they were they passed too much. That was uh, that was going around. I speaking of which, I I've seen multiple mock drafts now from people who would know, right? Sort of your 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 insider people giving Bijan Robinson to the Buffalo Bills at at the twenty seventh pick in the first round. What do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, haven't they? Haven't we been mocking or not me, not we, like the royal we? Like people have been mocking a first round running back to Buffalo for like four straight years. Four man. straight years, yeah. I mean, James Cook with the what was it the 30 yeah thir- they traded up for him last year it's not that dissimilar man the, yeah. bills need, the bills need a wide receiver bad dude where's james cook going in these early best balls so i did one the other day he didn't go he didn't go as he went 63 he was 63 overall yeah i was gonna say he did that he went later than i thought he would because i don't think singletary is going to be on the team next year what do you think the Bengals are going to do with t higgins because free agency actually starts the year before now with these guys yeah. they're like they're like i don't want to pay i'm i'm t higgins dude i don't want to make four million dollars this year you know so I, do you do you think they the bears fans are bears fans think they can trade for him um they already traded mean? for him they traded for chase Claypool. yeah <laughs> oh, man. i kind of liked i kind of liked the claypool trade when it happened but that is hilarious I mean, that whole, like, this current regime has done really sketchy things with draft capital so far. They, the draft class wasn't the worst, but, like, they they remember because last year the Bears drafted, like, four dudes that were, like, 23 or older. And it was, like, and they drafted, like, position stuff. Where it's, like, are you even looking at the right things? Then you, you trade away uh, a second-round pick for basically one year to have uh, the, the, the rights to chase Claypool. And now it, and, and you end up with the number one pick, so it ends up being the 32nd pick because the Dolphins lost their first-round pick. It's just like just, these things look kind of egregious in hindsight. <laughs> um, it's rough. It's rough. I think the Bengals don't have to do anything right now. Uh, they I, can... No, I, I disagree. I think you got to be proactive because they are about to be in salary cap but they Shit, don't. Bill. It depends what how, it, how this plays out in the Higgins front, right? It did, because if Higgins wants to hold out and do things like that, but like they have two years of control on T Higgins if they want, if they want to explore that avenue. No, he was a he was a second round pick. Yeah, right? but they can still just tag him. Tag for, him. Which yeah, would yeah, be, okay, yeah. You know, for probably fourteen mil, maybe. No, no, but that's going to be more after this. Yeah. After after the next two offs, it's going to go up because wide receivers yeah. are making even more. So like, yeah, say like seventeen mil. And, you know, obviously when Burrow does get his extension, you have to assume it's largely going to be the money is going to be in a weird place where it's like probably afforded like this run where the it's probably more. I don't want to say completely backloaded because it's quarterback contract, but they'll they will Burrow and his people will work with with the Bengals the same way Mahomes and his people did like Mahomes is making a quarter. Mahomes is making a, a half a billion dollars. 
but it's like he he's only taking up something like I, I think I saw Eric Eager tweet today 21 percent of the team's salary cap which is like actually a huge deal because they they uh and they did they just the Chiefs just converted a bunch of his his bonus into the cap this year or whatever to to make room for next year it's like they're they're the salary cap is real. I, I yeah. hate I hate the idea that the people say the salary cap is not real. It is real, but you just you gotta be creative and you gotta move things around. Yeah, yeah. It it, it forces creativity. Obviously, Mickey Loomis has been getting away with this shit for a decade. Um, but is he? I, is I he? This. I don't think he's getting away with it. Well, anymore, I guess man. yeah, he's not getting away with it. But uh, he's been doing that, right? Remember every year, it's like the Saints. Every you always start every offseason. Saints are sixty million over the cap. What's gonna happen? Like they have to cut like these 32 guys and it never happens right like, never they, yeah like, you know everyone's a capologist uh on twitter and everyone's a gm i'll say i will be surprised if higgins isn't a bangle next season beyond well, i would that, be i, I would know. be sh- i would be shocked yeah yeah but I, I, but beyond if, that i don't know i would be shocked if he's not a bangle next year though if the Bengals pay what the going rate for burrow chase and t would be i mean those three guys yeah are gonna make 90 million maybe more right because you get burrow burrow 45 million a year at worst probably but i think i was gonna say i think chase is gonna get the biggest wide receiver contract yet jefferson will get it this offseason and then chase Chase will get more than that yeah (laughs) yeah because if you're the vikings you just bite the bullet right like you don't wait for the next person to reset it just reset it yourselves like, oh, no I mean, the, the Vikings should be the Vikings should be, you know, going to dinner with Justin Jefferson's agent every night being like, well, you got a blank check, dude, whatever you want. Yeah, you just get out in front of it. Don't don't kick the can and wait on it, because look at what the Panthers did. And granted, obviously, people maybe will hem and haw on like how good DJ Moore is. But look at the timing of DJ Moore's extension versus all the other guys last offseason and how great that looks now. Like, it looks amazing True. compared to what everyone got. Look how um, look how bad the Amari Cooper trade looks compared yeah, to just be be in the front of the line. If you're the Vikings and you know inherently, like, listen, we already know Justin Jefferson's getting the damn bag. And when he does sign his contract, it's gonna be for what no wide receiver's ever gotten for. So just do yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It is, yeah, yeah. You We're gonna see it. Hopkins get traded and probably get a new contract somewhere. There's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be trade movement more than anything else. I, uh, it, it's, I, I was thinking about this the other day. That's the most interesting element of the off season. Well, we're going to see an insane amount of quarterback movement, but I think the more oh, yeah. interesting thing is, and you've, you know, I've talked about this a bunch. Every team knows it's, it's, it's not, it's definitely not enough to have one and it's not even really enough to have two, but this is like a horrible wide receiver free agent class. Like Jacoby Myers is going to get four years. 21 million dollars a year like the christian kirk contract basically and so i think we're going to see some wide receiver trades this offseason yeah i think so too it's just because that's the only avenue you can you can obtain these guys uh this this year the draft is and listen we haven't, I haven't gotten fully in but like the draft looks maybe not as advertised uh like every every fantasy football draft we've ever done or every draft where it's like hey you need these 2023 picks and then you get 2023 and it's like what you really need is some 2024 picks. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. The receiver class, like, has a lot to offer. Um, we'll see, man. But the, the, the free agent class isn't good. The free agent running backs are good. And supposedly, like, the draft class is good. I haven't gotten under the hood enough. But it looks good on first blush. Like, looks like it just too many good running backs again for the market. Yeah. 
Did you know the yeah. Chiefs still have Melvin Gordon? Yeah, he's on the he's on the practice squad. Yeah, he's uh, out there hanging around, man. Good for him. I mean, look, he'll finally get the he'll finally get to play for a serious team. First first time in his career, he'll get to play on a serious team. So, <laughs> uh, I I hope he's has he been active? No. Melvin Gordon, I was gonna I was gonna say has Melvin Gordon received uh, a touch for the Kansas City Chiefs? I don't know if he's received a uniform with the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he he is not he's not been active, but yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, it'll be nice to see him on the sideline in his shockers. <laughs> are you are you ready for are you ready for Clyde Edwards Hilaire to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, I'm here for the chaos, man. Uh, I, that's happening. That's uh that's my number one angle that I'm taking in these in showdown and in these props is like because Clyde's stuff is super low on offshores. I don't think he's got a ton posted on legals yet, but I'm yeah, he's I'm, basically I'm, not existent anywhere. Yeah, like I've got him like first touchdown, anytime touchdown over yeah like i i i uh because my read is is mckinnon is banged up because there's no logical reason why he would not have been the lead back in that Bengals game the way they've been treating him and pacheco all season long yeah i mean i just think it's fluid like their wide receivers right like i don't think like because a lot of people are going the opposite the inverse with the with this analysis and saying well like look at what how pacheco was used it's going to happen again in the super bowl and it's like that still could be pretty fluid like I, yeah I don't trust any of this stuff. Like, I mean, if Pacheco ended up with like eight touches, like, I don't think I'd be like totally blown away. I think it's that that's on the low end, but like, would you be like floored? Like I wouldn't. Floored if, if Clyde leads them in the backfield. Well, just like, just like if Pacheco just doesn't have like a huge amount of touches, because I know people are. No, I, if, if Pacheco gets eight carries and one catch in this game, that's like a pretty standard Pacheco game to me. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are taking the AFC Championship game and, and going the other route and saying, well, it's his backfield now, right? Like, he's the captain. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that, yeah. So I don't, Clyde's, listen, the, outside of Travis Kelsey, I don't trust any chief. I don't trust any chief. Other than, other than Kadarius Tony. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, for the, I, I, if you're going to want a Kadarius Tony bet, uh, his anytime touchdown, I think, is the best bet to make for him just because the, the Chiefs use so much jet motion in the red zone, and he's so involved there. Uh, that's probably the best bet for him because who knows how many snaps we're gonna he's gonna play. What about what about uh, are you on the Noah Gray Jody Fortson anytime first time touchdown props? Not really. Like those just aren't my favorite things to bet. Anyways, you know I'm more of like a pragmatic better, so like I don't yeah. really get down the rabbit hole that far where I'm chasing too many rainbows. Oh man, it's amazing. I know you gotta, I, my, that vein hasn't opened for me yet. The the euphoria of <laughs> of I so so two moments for me this year. One was Greg Dulcich first touchdown at forty to one. That was amazing. But honestly, the even better one to me was a game Dalton Schultz missed. The books did not adjust the Dallas tight end prices. They just left them up. And Peyton Hendershot was one hundred and twenty five to one for a first touchdown, and they moved him in motion before the snap they were gonna throw the ball to him but he false started because he was so excited to get a target Ah. he started early and i was like but it just even so it didn't even happen but that that dopamine that's that rush was so good of realizing like oh my god this could have just happened like that was enough that's what that's what we do it for we do it for the dopamine. it is it is what we do it for for sure man um but yeah, yeah, mostly just a lot of player prop stuff. The team stuff I've done, like, I said, like first half stuff, uh, team totals, like Chiefs 12 and a half first half team total. Love it. Yeah. Um, 
that's where I'm living. I haven't, I have not bet the side. I probably won't. I honestly probably won't bet a full. I, I probably will in same game parlays when I, when I drive oh, yeah. over, well, when oh, I drive, live. when I, yeah. Oh, live, well, live. Be, yeah. Big dude, time. In that, in, in that Chiefs Bengals game, at one point, the Bengals were plus 14. So uh, yeah, because it was 17-7 and the Chiefs had the ball. And the, yeah, it's amazing. And, yeah, that's the whole avenue that I've really gotten that I feel like great about having access to now is the live betting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. We're we're glad to have it. What uh what can the people look out for? What what's uh actually what what's coming from you in the offseason? How how deep are you gonna go in? on these prospects are you have you have you like are we watching are you to to watching just bombs uh <laughs> clips of uh of of uh you know uh all the all these zay flowers yet no i mean i i want to watch me because i you know whatever guy is like has his highlights like silk the shocker like uh that's yeah. the dude i want to be invested in but no yeah i've done do prospects every year so i'll have a prospect content up uh, in the off season, we'll, we'll dive under the hood on these guys, fantasy drafts. You and I are in a league where we draft before the real NFL draft. And if you're in a yep. dynasty league, I think that's the best way to play. Um, I think that's, it makes the draft way more dynamic. Uh, there's more trades because you have people that just like don't value rookie picks because of the high variance they inherently have. And we even know where the players are going. Uh, you'll get a lot of trades. Uh, the you more conviction on player takes like uh yeah having the, that format uh so definitely if you're in a dynasty league and you're looking to spice things up or maybe the league's gotten a little sale do start incorporating do your rookie draft before the nfl draft because then you talk about dopamine when you drafted a dude uh like in the fourth round of a of a of a rookie draft and he gets taken and he like, gets he gets jammed yeah he gets jammed in like the third round or goes to a destination where you're like oh we are drawn live but Trecheco was that guy this year I took Pacheco in a ton of leagues in the fourth round. And like he goes to the Chiefs, it's like, well, that could this could be all right. Like we're yeah, yeah. that's a real dopamine. Yeah, he was uh he ended up being like a second round rookie pick by by the end, right? Maybe even higher. Our league too is notorious for like whoever Mr. Irrelevant is, like almost smashes. Uh Deontay Johnson was Mr. Irrelevant one year. Uh, wow. uh Gabe Davis. Gabe, uh, Gabe I Davis. I I should have I should have traded him. I should have I should have moved him. When the when the pot was hot, because no I one took Terry McLaurin in the in the fourth round of the rookie draft one year. Amazing, yeah, it is. I I I actually do highly recommend it. I think like that. I would say it's probably the most fun rookie draft that that I do is is before the NFL. Draft. Yeah, because you have a lot of trades because you have people that just like don't feel comfortable taking a player and they just rather have a, a known commodity. So a, a lot of trade picks. And then also the post draft, you don't get, you don't give gamers outs, right? Like Hakeem Butler, Malik Willis, like people yep. had conviction pre-draft and like Malik Willis is QB one. He should be super flex one one Hakeem Butler's wide receiver one. And then they fall in the NFL draft and they get to rescind all those takes. Yep. Like, no, man, you're out there. Like, if you believe Hakeem Butler, because I think Hakeem Butler in our draft, he went like 104. He was the, he was the 105. Malik Willis was the 101 and last then when year. We, but then when, the, when you, that year when Hakeem Butler tumbled, uh, he ended up going like the second round of rookie drafts. But like, he, yeah, yeah I mean, you stick to your takes, man. You got to have conviction. That's um, true. Yeah. 
I think I think finally this year I'm finally going to be trading some of my some of my picks away because I'm fi- I have the 101 so I've got Bijan but I I I my team my team might finally now be rounding into into shape and and well I guess your team and and Matthew's team are both still very very good so it's uh it's an uphill it's an uphill climb but we'll see. Yeah, I mean that league is tough because there's no the only it's winner take all which is absolutely brutal for dynasty but it's hard. Yeah. Hard to win dynasty championships, man. It's, it's, that's, I look, that's why it's, uh, it's the same thing. You know, I take the same attitude towards, uh, my NBA fandom as I do to winning dynasty championships. Much more fun to tank and just accrue picks and wish cast endlessly <laughs> play the than, game. To, than to actually try and win. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Play the game. It is. Yeah. And, and some of that dynasty is, is what makes it so good, right? It is what makes it fun. Yeah. It is. All right, man, let's get out of here. Uh, Super Bowl is is here. Prospect season is coming. Uh, you know, waiting for Karain to get back from uh, Indonesia, wherever the fuck he is, so we can start doing. He ain't coming uh, back. So, no, no, he's not. <laughs> Karain will never be on this show again. But if, if for some reason, if for some reason he changes his mind and comes back, Karain and I will be doing these these prospect. Uh, me and a multimillionaire will be discussing, uh, you know, Zay Flowers and, and uh, you know, the intricacies of Boston College's passing scheme relatively soon. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl and we'll be back next week. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.